This episode has adult language. Please wear any headphones if you have any kiddos nearby. Hello, and welcome to the Real Talk with Tamara podcast. I'm Tamara, a photographer and creative director for beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands and professionals, and your host of Real Talk with Tamara. So this podcast covers actionable, down-to-earth business and lifestyle advice for creative entrepreneurs who aspire to make an impact in their communities while keeping it real, of course. A little housekeeping before we get into it. Please follow or subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And comments are currency, so please leave a comment. You may just get a shout out on an upcoming episode. Hey, hey, welcome to a new episode of Real Talk with Tamara. And if you've lost track of what day it is, it is Tuesday, June the 15th. And while the country is reopening, people are still getting sick. COVID-19 has no real end in sight. Here's the thing, COVID-19 is still real, is causing major havoc, especially for black and brown communities. Oh, and let's not forget about the huge elephant in the room, racism. I mean, for someone who, you know, tries to be optimistic and look at the glass half full, there's definitely a lot of shit going on. And my original topic this week was going to be how to find rest and recharge during a state of chaos. But I'm going to be really honest with you. It really would not be genuine and honest at this time. First, between you and me, friends, I'm completely exhausted. I'm not physically exhausted, but I am emotionally, spiritually, mentally exhausted. And then that manifests into the body, which, you know, can look like for me laying down throughout the day having feelings of isolation, not sleeping well, waking up in the middle of the night, not feeling equipped to lead and and fulfill my purpose, which I'll get to in a few moments. And I, I've just been feeling completely heavy. And, and I know that many people listening out there, many Black people that are listening to this episode are probably feeling the same way right now. And the second reason why I didn't want to do episode about rest is, you know, I don't necessarily carve out time specifically to rest. You know, I don't even have a morning routine. You know, I I have cultivated and continue to cultivate a life where I don't need to have to actually plan out time to relax per se. So even if I want to take a vacation, I'm still reviewing priorities of the moment. But, you know, if I'm tired, I take a nap. You know, if my toes and fingernails look crazy, you know, I give myself a mani-pedi. You know, if I'm looking for a release, I may work out, I may take a nap. I may give myself a facial, among other things, and I've found a hobby that doesn't involve hitting any deadlines, and for me, that's currently painting. 
Instead, I implement boundaries in my work life, especially since I'm working from home for the unforeseeable future. You know, if you want to schedule a time to chat about business with me, you can do that between Monday and Thursday, between the hours of 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. You know, I tend not to do work on the weekends unless I suddenly get a surge of energy or if it's personal creative work. I tend to pay more attention to my menstrual cycle and recognize when my energy is lower and plan projects around that to avoid missing any deadlines or um, having a low sense of attention to detail or even just making promises that I know I'm not going to be able to deliver on. You know, if I need to change my mind on doing something, I change my mind. I don't feel guilt about it. And I handle the consequences, whatever that may be, i.e., you know, returning a deposit, which I've done recently. So if I had to say, what could you do to find rest and recharge? Start with implementing boundaries. You know, ask yourself the following questions. What do you want your day to look like? What is a non-negotiable for you? What systems do you want to implement to make sure you're working the most efficiently? and effectively for your clients or business partners? What are you just not going to do, right? How is that a reflection of your core values? Do you have core values? I think understanding who you are will allow you to curate a life that really works for you so you can show up for others around you or in your sphere of influence. And the third reason why I just felt like doing a rest and recharge episode was just a waste of time for me. A coping mechanism for me is to work. You know, this is something that I recognized very early on um, in the social distancing and stay at home order. I am an overachiever. I am a doer. I feel good doing things. So my level of work output is going to look different from you. And that is simply okay. I think the other thing too, and not to go off on a tangent, is just that I sincerely, genuinely love what I do. I can wake up 7 a.m. and start doing work. You know, all of the things that I do in my life as it regards to work, whether it is the podcast, or product photography, or connecting with my members in the product photography collective, they're all things that I want to dedicate my time to. I just really love to work. There's nothing wrong or right about it. There's nothing bad or good about it. I think it really just comes down to the individual. And so for me, to avoid any burnout is I just really take the time to just really know myself, to learn who I am, what I like, what I don't like, and implementing boundaries and being really strict about them. So, you know, I got to be honest, you know, rest is going to look quite different for me and I am definitely not the expert on sharing tips on how to rest. I'm sure, you know, 
God willing, as I get older, I'm sure I will find more eloquent words to say. But I will say developing boundaries will give you the ability to dictate how to use and manage your time. So when it is time to find rest, you actually can. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, what do I actually want to talk about during this episode? First, I want to run this clip back. This was from my Word for 2020 episode. If you want to go back and take a listen to it, it was episode nine. And I'm just I'm just going to run this clip It's actually like the last one or two sentences that I said towards the end of the episode. And I'm just going to run it back. Overall, I'm really excited to see how my year and your year shapes up for 2020. If it is anything like 2019, I think we're in for a few amazing surprises. So much promise, so much glee, so much hope in my voice when I recorded that episode. And I think we can all agree that surprises was definitely a understatement. Am I right? You know, I think that when it comes to 2020, all of us had a feeling of glee. We knew that 2019, for better or for worse, was a year of unlearning, unpacking, uh, growing, a lot of uncomfortable moments for a lot of people. But we knew 2020 was just around the corner. I don't know if it was just because it was the beginning of a new decade or, you know, in my circles of, you know, just creative individuals, people were starting to really see that momentum build and grow in their business. It was just a time of of hope and glee. We know that or we knew that, you know, the November election was coming. And while, you know, we really didn't like the candidates, we all really had a very clear understanding that we need to vote. (laughs) But I don't think any of this shit was on our mood boards in 2020. And in a follow-up episode in March, when I talked about how 2020 can still be your year, even through all of the shit, even through all the craziness, I I had to really take those words to heart for myself. And so what I wanted to do this episode is share my six-month assessment because the reality is it's still the six-month mark. And I love to assess. I would love to see where I've been and where do I think I'm going. And I think regardless of what's happening in the world around us, that this is something that we should still be doing for ourselves, even during a pandemic and even while dismantling systemic racism. I want us to realize and remember that things are still happening in our favor and maybe it's not how we imagined it. But I think we can all agree that we are being stretched, we are being renewed, and we are being prepared for our new season. And we just have to hold 
true to that reality. So before I go into my own assessment, I want us all to give collective thanks. I want us to give thanks that wherever you are right now, you have survived six months of what will go down as one of the most batshit years you have lived through. And it's bittersweet for most of us. I I can say personally, for me as a black woman, because even as I record this message, there is another hashtag. There's another protest. There is another story of injustice happening. And recently I, I have been feeling major survivor's guilt. You know, the questions that come up in my head are, you know, how can I continue to press forward and share this message and be joyous? You know, when the next town or city over for me, another unarmed black man or woman is shot down. Like, where is the justice? When will this end? How can I be happy when my brothers and sisters are dying for system, from systemic racism, where I am surviving and trying to thrive uh, in the midst of systemic racism? Or how my brothers or sisters are dying from crazy Karens, white supremacy, right? And, and don't get me started about the exhaustion I feel with white people or white passing individuals who are trying to monopolize on teaching anti-racism work, who just learned what the fuck anti-racism work is two weeks ago. Or how I'm over the policing of how black people should or should not respond to the issues that affect us. I mean, it, it, it's a lot. And my head and heart have been completely heavy. I ask more oftentimes than not, how can I go on and continue? How can I still live in my purpose? And for white or white passing folks, if your black friends haven't said any of this to you, they either don't trust you. So you may want to question that relationship or just know that they're drowning in it. They're drowning in these questions. They're drowning in the sorrow and this pain. And they still continue to show up. So over the weekend, I decided to really get back into the word of God to keep me grounded and honestly maintain a peace that truly goes beyond all understanding. And I also increased my therapy sessions. I went from biweekly to weekly. I even deleted my Instagram from my phone, the Instagram app from my phone, because honestly, you know, Instagram has become more of a sore spot and a place of sadness than than it is of happiness and, you know, what I loved about using this app. You know, this past Sunday, I started watching Mike. Todd's message from 2017 called Relationship Goals. First, you know, if if you have not seen it, it is ridiculously good. I think every person, whether single, dating, or married, should watch it. Um, But in the first part of the series, uh, it was titled Before the Person. And Mike Todd shared what God gave Adam before he made Eve, and not to go into the entire sermon. He lists 
five things and they were place, purpose, provision, identity, and parameters. Then fast forward later on in the day, I was watching Transformation Church worship service on Sunday and someone said it is so. So for me, when I think of the phrase, it is so, this means that regardless of what's happening, regardless of what your current feelings or circumstances are, that the purpose God placed on your heart, the identity he formed you into has already been written. It's already for you. And trust, I'm not making this a sermon. I, I will be getting to my point and 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 sharing it in a business perspective soon but i just i just want to set the stage if you have read a purpose driven life by pastor rick warren another amazing book i highly recommend you'll also understand and learn from reading the book that god has called you to do a great thing he's called you to lead by example and to share your talents and gifts with the world So to not go forth and be a witness to God's mercy, to not be a blessing, to not be obedient to your purpose is not only hurting yourself, it's hurting those around you. So two verses that come to mind when speaking about purpose and finding faith faith to press on are Romans 8, 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, as much as I want to you know, ball into a corner and cry and feel like giving up or no longer doing product photography because I feel like it's completely irrelevant to what's happening right now or, you know, to stop teaching or being a resource to people that I teach because of my own personal feelings and frustrations, which are ridiculously valid. I know that I would be doing a complete disservice and it would be a waste of what I was blessed with. So I I say all of this to say that if you've been feeling guilty about talking about work or sharing the talents that God has blessed you with, please, please don't. If anything, become more focused. Deepen your knowledge, deepen your understanding. Ask yourself, how can you be of greater service? How can you amplify your purpose? And and if you need to step away for a minute, give yourself that moment. Give yourself the space to think to breathe, to assess, and to celebrate your wins thus far. Which leads me back to my original thought, which is my six-month assessment. 
So I know we've made some goals for ourselves at the beginning of the year. I I know I definitely did. I recorded an entire episode about it. And I think this for me was a great opportunity to assess where I am right now based on what I said six months ago. Because with all that is going on, it's easier to say what's not, what's not happening versus what is or what has. So I went back to that episode's notes, which was episode nine, if you want to go back and listen to it. And also my journal notes from January. And for starters, my word for 2020 is expansion. Which my first thought is, how how can someone expand when placed on a stay-at-home order? Okay, the irony. So professionally, my one-year goals were to secure bigger clients, which is totally not specific and totally not what I teach people, have more specific goals. But one of my goals were to secure bigger clients, release 50 podcast episodes, but let's just add two more. So release 52 podcast episodes, hire a junior photographer, speak on 10 other podcasts or summits, and build my space in thought leadership. My personal goals, which actually were the priority this year, is to save 5,000, maintain therapy, and improve my credit score to 700 or higher. So how did I do? First, when I said I wanted to outsource my accounting, I did exactly that. I outsourced it to a third party company called Bench Accounting, and it definitely has been worth every penny. You know, knowing that a team is reviewing my books It really just encourages me to be honest and really just be a better steward of my money. Just knowing someone is actually looking at my numbers just makes me feel more called to do better. Maybe they're judging me or maybe they're not. It doesn't really matter. I know that I just need to do better. And also, it just really gave me a peace of mind. I'm one to be on top of most things and accounting was certainly a weak spot for me. Um, And so instead of feeling bad about it, I just was honest, self-aware and made a decision to improve my situation, which was to outsource and monitor. Second, and this was not something I mentioned in that episode, but I guess it is another form of outsourcing. I got a lawyer. Uh, I invested in a lawyer to review existing documents such as contracts, um, create cease and desist letters. Something happened recently and I'm not going to get into it because it's been resolved, but let's just say it was about that time to invest in a lawyer. I'm realizing that the bigger my business becomes, the more of a non-negotiable certain things are. Um, such as an accountant or a lawyer. And it really is better to be safe than sorry. The next thing I shared was hiring, specifically a photographer or a junior photographer to take some of the responsibilities off of my plate when it came to projects. That hasn't happened, one, because COVID-19, but second, 
and this was a reality check for me, I wasn't charging enough. Like I wasn't charging enough that would be able to pay a photographer the way that I would want to while also paying overhead and then paying myself. It wasn't until recently that I realized I needed to actually double and in some cases triple my own rates to where they should be. So in hindsight, I personally needed to expand my own mindset to get to a place where I knew I needed to charge more and just do it, which I have since then. Secure bigger clients. Again, not very specific, but if I had to add some more detail, that means securing clients with bigger budgets. Not necessarily big names because big names does not necessarily mean bigger budgets. And I think a lot of people in the influencer space can attest to that. So in March, April, and May, I, full disclosure, had a very small uh, collective of clients. I actually only had about one client per month, specifically in April and May. And even though I only had one, you know, they still were paying the rate that I presented to them, which is a blessing in and of itself. And while it was quiet on the work front, I still filled my time by maintaining the conversation. I kept creating content. I deepened my skill set. I improved some of my techniques. And fast forward to this month, I booked $9,000 across four projects. And so this is really important. I bring this up not to gloat, but most of these projects came from either referrals from people that I knew who saw the creative work that I was posting or because I was consistently sharing content. And this is something that I talked about in episode 22, um, my March in Review episode, where I talk about the importance of continuing the conversation even when nothing appears to not be happening on the surface because things are certainly happening behind the scenes in your favor. It could just be that the seeds that you are sowing, they're not ready to be reaped yet. And the past three months definitely was me tending the soil of my business, improving my skill set, and those benefits were definitely seen in June. So on to thought leadership and this lovely podcast. You know, the podcast hit six months recently, and I've also been invited to speak on other friends' podcasts. I was also featured in in Vogue Business. I started a press page. I mean, can you even believe? It's been really exciting to see how this idea of thought leadership is developing and flourishing. You know, someone asked me a couple of weeks ago, what, what's the goal of the podcast? And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't really have an end goal for this podcast. But I will say I had three goals when launching the podcast. The first was I just wanted to see if I can do it again and be consistent. I actually launched a podcast at the end of 2017, or maybe that was 
the beginning of 2018. Nevertheless, I ended after eight episodes. So I wanted to do this again with a clearer focus, a clearer intention, and just see if I can just be consistent. The second was to actually build myself up as a thought leader in the creative industry. And the third was I I wanted to have conversations with other thought leaders in their respective industries who may not get a spotlight they deserve otherwise. I wanted to have conversations that mattered with people that I admired in real life or on social media and who were just killing it. And I'm proud to say that all of these things are ringing true. All right, so let's transition to personal goals. One of my goals were to save a certain amount of money. (laughs) And I gotta be honest, I, I have expensive taste. If you follow me on the gram, you know I love Drunk Elephant and vegan skincare and silk pillowcases. I I don't hide that. That is who I am. And I will not change that. For me, I don't like buying a ton of stuff. So, So I do appreciate quality items. I don't need a lot of stuff to prove anything. Personally, I hate clutter. You know, for me, having too much means I can't move quickly or freely. And so I rather invest in few things um, and make a bigger impact. And with all that being said, I have saved some money. I'm actually halfway to 5K. And one of the things that I have learned, which I've been learning actually over the past couple of years, is just the importance of spending money more intentionally and on the things that I know are going to bring me joy. So not just immediate joy, but joy that is everlasting, joy that has a longer return on investment. Um, And that can be, you know, a striped caftan from a woman-owned business or just really supporting people in the fitness community. You know, I believe in spending my money with happiness and from a place of joy and purpose. Let's talk about credit score. Prairie's report, my credit score actually increased over 100 points. It's actually back in the 700s. I believe it is 704, which is the average across the three credit bureaus. And it happened in a much shorter time than I thought. I thought I wasn't going to get to 700 or 750 um, until November, December. And for me, this showed me the importance of exhibiting more discipline. So if you say you want a better credit score or to be more fiscally responsible, the first step, one, is making the decision. And the second is actually taking action and doing the thing. <laughs> I pulled all my credit reports to see if there were any um, derogatory marks that needed to be removed. There actually was one and I worked to get it removed. I maintained a 30% or less credit utilization. I paid my credit card bill on time and I saw my credit score increase about 70 points in like seven weeks. For me, increasing my credit score has become a major priority. As much as we hate to admit it, a credit score signifies a sign of trust 
and the ability to have more options. And I knew I wanted to improve my credit score before heading into 2021 because of the goals that I have that require having a healthy financial standing. When I read over my notes in the 2020 Word of the Year episode, one goal I also mentioned was reclaiming my time. And that became evident in starting therapy again, this time doing it weekly as opposed to bi-weekly. And my sessions have definitely led me to unpack and expand myself. One reality being that while I enjoy my own company, I value great friendships. And this time has really encouraged me to just pick up the phone and call people or send a text message. You know, the thing is, you just really never know what's happening in someone's orbit. Someone can be hurting just as much as you, and a good chat can brighten both of your days. And that has certainly happened a few times during the season. And furthermore, when it comes to these new friendships, is that God has certainly placed some amazing women of faith in my path. And I'm truly thankful for them, especially during this time. They are supporters, encouragers, and just a true blessing. So I appreciate you ladies so much. Thinking about what I've accomplished and what you have accomplished in the past six months truly helps to bring things into perspective. One of those things being is that life is still happening. Joy is still accessible. There is still possibility. And this point was driven home actually this morning. I had a conversation with a really close girlfriend of mine, also a business owner, Julie, business owner. And we were just talking about the state of things and just how heavy it feels. And she gathered me. And just said, you know, I deserve good things. I deserve to still be able to create and share my truth and find joy in running my business because my ancestors fought hard so that I can be liberated, so that I can be free to create and live my best life. And I will not feel guilty about that. And I think that's something that we can all remind ourselves of during this time. So when you look back on your list from January or February, because some of y'all said February was a do-over for Jan, (laughs) what did you accomplish or are still going to accomplish this year? What is your six-month assessment? What can you celebrate? Where can you improve? Where can you elevate? Sure, we we all know that the map may have been thrown out, but the destination is still the same. Continue focusing on the big picture and press on with joy. And lastly, and most importantly, Black joy matters, Black women matter, and all Black lives matter. And on that note, this wraps up another edition of Real Talk with Tamara, Real Talk for Real Women. If you like what you've heard, please share with Reckless Abandon. And don't forget to follow on iTunes or Spotify so you don't miss out on the next episode. Until next time, remember to grind with grace and love. Peace and do you, boo.